Welcome to the QChat Business Podcast, hosted by the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Town Square Media. Thanks for tuning in to episode three of the QChat Business Podcast with me, your host, Jared Jones. Joining me today is Ms. Latanya Brock, Executive Director of the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce. Our special guest today is Ms. Kenyatta McFall, General Manager of the Atrium on 3rd. Welcome, Kenyatta. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. So to get you a little uh, a little bit more familiar and get us more familiar, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a mother of two with uh, two bonus children that are, that are not my husband or my own. Um, I am the general manager at the Atrium Hotel on 3rd. And not much more about me than hey, that. Tons of great things about you. I know that for a fact. Um, you know, I want to know... Really, what is something that you guys have done at the atrium to overcome obstacles in the current climate that we're in? One thing that we have done, uh, we have made sure that we are staying up on all the current things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, We've certified with um, Stay Clean uh, with the Illinois Hotel Association. Um, We're doing kind of some of the things that most of the other hotels are doing, removing some of the um, items that are frequently touched. Um, We have a cleaning process that ensures safety for our guests as well as safety for our staff. um, meaning that we take some of the I, the rooms off market for 24 to 4, um, 72 hours, excuse me, uh, to uh, make sure that they are going in and disinfecting, uh, wiping down um, items. We're taking everything out of the room. So um, pillows, everything, and everything is getting washed between every stay. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the hospitality industry is changing and um, acclimating to some of these changes. Um, I would say... You know, for those who may not know, the atrium went from the Quality Inn. What are some of the changes that the community and guests can expect from this? Well, number one, the change um, from a franchise to an independent was there, um, was uh, designed so that we could give the guests a more um, personal experience. Um, And so we are focusing on the walkability to all of the downtown shops. Um, So in our uh, fitness center, for one example, we have posters. We've kind of um, partnered with some of the local um, spa um, excuse me, yoga places and fitness centers. And uh, so on the poster, it has their information. And then it also has a QR code where the people can scan and actually watch a video from the owners of those facilities, talk about their place um, and get them familiar with the areas and what they have available if they are a long-term stay in our area. Wow. wow. Sounds like you guys are moving into a future, Absolutely. future area. Absolutely. There. Kenyatta, you have had to work through the space of COVID, certainly unexpected. Um, at the same time, you had to work through a name change uh, within your organization, and you have to have an amazing team. Can you tell us what qualities most impressed you about your team, or were there things that surprised you about your team in this current space? Um, the greatest quality that they have right now is that they are super adaptable. And that is one thing that I love. And um, we've just kind of been hanging on the saying that a team fails if they're not adaptable. And so they are super flexible and um, they're kind of a roll with the punches kind of um, group. We tend to operate as a family. And so that kind of helps us navigate through the ups and downs um, that COVID is 
throwing at us. Absolutely. You know, a team can only be as good as its leader. Oh, thank and you. when you say adaptability, I have to think they learned that from you. Will you tell our listeners today a little bit about what adaptability means to you and how it has gotten you to where you are today? I would say adaptability um, for me is um, to not kind of stay in a box, um, to just um, be open and ready for any um, changes. The standards are great, um, but uh, sometimes those standards have to change um, depending upon clients, depending upon the staff that you have. Um, And yes, setting goals are great, um, but I think being flexible as a leader um, helps be able to grow as a team together. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great response. I just think about how amazing you are and the community haven't had a, t- a, ch- a chance to see that part of you um, to, that I know of. You're not serving on any boards. You're not given in that way. So for those that are listening, if you are looking for someone to serve in a capacity, please make sure that you get to know Kenyatta McFall over at the atrium on Thursday. She just mentioned that she loves to be um, adaptive and she is a change agent is what I heard the undercurrent as well. I'll flip it back over to my co-host, Jared. Absolutely. Well, you know, you talk about adaptability and it is important for a leader to be able to be agile and move quickly. Um, As a leader, how have you had to adjust to increase or maintain morale? I have to go back to um, that we are a family atmosphere. So we have not really had to change a whole lot um, to increase morale because we've just, we treat our staff as a family. And so there's not much that we can't ask of them. And um, the pressures that we feel, they um, see it, you know, um, because we're super open uh, with them, and that makes it a little bit easier for us to navigate through and um, to maintain morale. Um, we do a little bit of extra stuff to kind of make them feel that we appreciate them um, during this time. And then we also show them that there's not anything that we ask them to do that we wouldn't do on our own. Right. Absolutely. And that leads perfectly into our next question. How have you had to lead your team differently? Um, or have you had to lead your team differently? And if so, how have you done that? I would say that we haven't had to lead differently. Um, we've definitely had to navigate around some different um, policies, procedures, and things like that. But the leadership, um, we've kind of been able to maintain the, the same leadership um, qualities and standards. Um, but, you know, just being able to um, navigate through certain things as far as like even the additional cleaning um, processes, having to lead them through that. Just one, to make sure that they understand that we are looking at them first. Absolutely. Uh, Because a lot of in the industry, it's the guests first. But in this case with COVID, it really literally is our staff first. Absolutely. It's very important. Um, You know, getting to know you a little bit, I want to know what qualities impress you most about your team. I want to know what really, what is something that really sparks you when you wake up or you have, you come across say adversity, a situation like we're in currently, what is one of those qualities that really impresses you about yourself? One, I'm going to add a a little curveball here, yourself one and your team two. Other than the adaptability, I would say that um, transparency Mm -hmm. Um, because when, you know, we throw these things at them, sometimes we're not thinking about, you know, the effects that it has, um, on them. Um, we just know that we have to get it done. So for my staff, the transparency, they know that, 
you know, they can just, you know, hey, you know, I see what you're asking for, but is there a better way that we can do it? I think we've built that rapport that, you know, they can be 100% transparent and as well as the uh, management team can be the same. Absolutely. So is that something that you would say uh, you've you've impressed on yourself or is that something that it's taken a little bit of time to adjust Oh to? my goodness. It's <laughs> taken a very long time for me to get to that, but I've been in this industry for over 10 years. So um, it has definitely been many of teams that have molded me into being able to be transparent um, with my team. Because sometimes with transparency, you think that that's a little bit of weakness, but um, it really is a strength to be able to be transparent with your team and let your team know that they can be transparent with you. Absolutely. You have amazing leaders. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's great. It's just, it's amazing to hear that. You have a, I would say, a sense about you that you, you're straightforward, but you know what you want and you're still going to be able to provide the positivity, the um, leadership roles to each individual, but also navigate that very well. Um, most leaders, I would say, you know, honestly, all leaders have to constantly be agile, manage conflict and stay positive. How would you recommend leaders in various sectors practice self-care and doing all of this? Uh, most definitely find what you love. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes it so much easier. If you find what you love, um, then you can actually add that into your time. For me, I've added a time of meditation and reflection. Um, which has been an area that's been really hard for me, but I know that it's an area that I wanted to, you know, attain. And so um, I would say find what you love and it's so much easier to do. Um, and it's, and it takes you away from all of the craziness that's going on in, you know, in your work world. Miss Latanya, you have known Kenyatta for how long now? I've known Kenyatta for four and a half years. Um, I probably wow. chased her for about six months yeah. before we were able to meet. Yeah. Um, at the time I met Kenyatta, I was a membership manager. And from the first time I met her, I was certainly impressed with her qualities, not only as a leader, but just as a community advocate. I think sometimes we think advocating means that we have to be in the forefront or out in the community. But Kenyatta has done an amazing job advocating, as you just heard, for her team, yes. for her guests for her industry. And I think that's no, no, noteworthy. I think we should definitely recognize um, all the amazing things that she brings into the space that she certainly owns and continues to build up. But as Kenyatta was talking, I just can't help but to think about how she has created such a culture of inclusion for her team Absolutely. over at the atrium on third. So I would just like to know, Kenyatta, how have you managed to keep inclusion a priority for your team? I would say just... Again, just keeping them, I mean, first, um, we, um, you know, we have an app that we kind of ask questions and um, just like we just include them in every um, single thing that we're doing. If we're wanting to do something new, we try to kind of find out what they're wanting That's to do. Um, and so um, I, I have to say in the first you know, the history, of course, of the atrium, we have um, a gentleman there that has um, 
special needs there. And that has been so great for our team. That's amazing. To um, be able to experience it. A lot of people, when we talk to them, they talk about how fearful they had been because they didn't know or mm-hmm. understand. But the compassion that comes from our team now, being able to work with him has been great. And, and it it really starts to change the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Sounds like relationship building to oh, me. Oh, most definitely. And sound like you have been able to diffuse that into your team in a way yeah. that they really understand your heartbeat. And you've created a culture over there where everyone um, can thrive, no matter what diversities that they bring to the table. So uh, Jared knows that that's a personal, um, just passion of mine, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it sounds like without using those words, the atrium have certainly been able to do that with you um, at the helm of that. So thank you so much for uh, your leadership in that space as well. I can't help but to think that um, every good leader has to be reading or listening to something. Kenyatta, will you tell the listeners today what you are reading and what you are listening to and why? So um, one is a, um, a request read, <laughs> which is current, um, Courage to um, Cure Codependency. Mm, I love and of that. course, in that, you never see certain aspects in yourself. Other people see them in you. And so this has been a challenging read for me um, to just identify the areas in where not just at my job, but in my personal relationship, how I can be a codependent to um, people and not allow them to grow. Absolutely. And so that um, read is a request read. Um, my other one is... Um, it's an excellent, it's a, uh, sorry, at the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. And, and that read has been good because, you know, I want to um, model my life after the father. So I need to know the attributes. I need to know what I should be um, showing and giving um, to the people. So that's been a great read for me. Can you tell our listeners, Kenyatta, in case they don't know what a request read is? (laughs) (laughs) A request read would be um, a mentor or a spiritual leader um, that is monitoring your life, watching your life, and um, um, helping you in an area of growth. And so that would be a request to read. Awesome. So great leaders must have mentors as well. Absolutely. And accountability. Yes, they do. Which is why they can be so great to their teams. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Kenyatta. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's definitely important to uh, to me, especially, but I think to many leaders that you you stay knowledgeable. You're always looking for something next, whether it's personal or personal development or leadership development. Um, in the leadership sector, I would say you just have to constantly be looking for that what's next and not always, you know, like this is what didn't happen. This is what could have happened. I guess what is really, what, what's one thing that you do to encourage yourself to stray away from that, that self-conflict, that, that what is holding me back or what could be holding me back? Do you look for your, you know, do you look towards your faith? Do you look towards another avenue in order to keep that or to negate that conflict? I absolutely look towards my faith. Um, but I've also adapted for myself is that, you know, um, I'll reflect on the day. Um, what I could do, I did. Right. What I didn't do, 
I can do tomorrow right. um, or the next day. I try not to beat myself up. Um, I spent five years in this industry beating myself up um, because I didn't do right. or um, I didn't make enough time. Um, and so I know that I I couldn't do that and continue to live. Right. And so um, I just kind of, you know, again, reflect um, and I just pray daily <laughs> that God gives me the strength um, uh, to handle every guest, every staff person, um, every vendor that comes in with excellence. And with that, with excellence, can you tell our guests what they could um, expect, what our listeners can expect when they visit the atrium? Uh, what type of personalization is it there for them? And what sets the atrium apart from other experiences here locally? Well, for the atrium, we are, um, again, it's, you know, an independent um, property. And so, again, we're looking at a more personable experience. So our... You know, you can come in and be shocked at how the staff will just sit and talk with you, find out how you are, find out what's going on with you, what are you needing, and um, be able to get you the resources that you need, whether that means, you know, a pizza or <laughs> yeah. a nice sit-down dinner. Um, they're going to find out and research for you um, those things. Our housekeeping staff, you know, if you're staying on a regular, they kind of look and see what's going on and see, yeah. you know, is it is there something extra that they need? Or, you know, I noticed that they left their soda overnight. Let me get them a fresh one and put it in the refrigerator mm -hmm. and, and leave a note and say, hey, you know, I see you didn't finish your soda. So little things like that, mm -hmm. that we want to make people come back to the atrium, not just because we want the business of the stay, mm -hmm. but we really, really, really want the experience to be great, not just for, you know, coming to Quincy, but just coming into an atmosphere. Our atmosphere is conducive to that. It's a lovely, beautiful atrium with greenery and plants, place to relax and come and sit and just be peaceful. So that's that's what we're yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with that. I have taken partaken of that. Certainly not enough, but, you know, several <laughs> times just coming and sitting in your lobby. The other thing I would like for you to tell our listeners about is your event space and your capacity um, and how you can serve during the time of COVID. And the good news that um, I just got on the unrestricted vendors, I think that that will uh, certainly make uh, definitely an impact in your industry. Can you tell our listeners about that? And then I'll allow my co-host, Jared, to take us home. Absolutely. So we have a 4,500 square foot um, meeting space. Um, it is completely open without any um, hindrance um, to views. And, um, and we're set up where um, like it, it can be um, done into three rooms, smaller rooms. Um, but during COVID, we like to open it up and our prices are right at this point in time yeah, <laughs> to be able to offer a nice light, um, nice open space where social distancing can happen. We also have large screens in the room with projectors that can um, host virtual meetings as well. Um, and then we also have conference rooms um, for your, your board rooms, excuse me, board rooms, um, kind of for your board meetings if you're needing those as well. Wow. And um, as LaTanya led to, we are open um, catering now. And so we do not have a catering restriction. Um, and so um, I think that that was a step just to kind of make sure that we are able to offer some variety to mm -hmm. our 
um, people coming in. Absolutely. Um, as much as we love Drake's here in the city of Quincy, we saw, also love places like Tiramisu and JJ's. So I love it that even in that you're finding inclusion. And I just think that business is definitely going to soar even as a, a just a way of being inclusive to even your clients. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You know, it's, it's personalization at the atrium on third. It's that, that final touch. It's that welcome home, not mm-hmm. just welcome back. And you guys really encapsulate a lot of that. Uh, one last thing that I want to know a little, a little personal about you. Um, you know, you have, you found yourself in this leadership position and you found yourself well, but what is something that someone wouldn't typically find on your resume about you? What is something that really just brings you pure happiness? I'm a creative. So anything creative. (laughs) I love the arts. I love dance. I love anything that causes me to expand my my mind. Like I just anything that causes me to be able to come outside of a box. I, I just love it. So every week. I'm trying something new <laughs> from acrylic pouring to graphic design to like anything. Themed I, I just, parties. Themed parties. <laughs> everything. Yes. <laughs> everything. Yeah. So. And I've got to experience, I've got to see your work firsthand and I, it's, it's amazing. Thank you, you so very much. Good. Well, that's great so to hear. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for being part of episode three of the QChat Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.